0: Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to another episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Williams. One of the things that I was the least prepared for in my own career journey was interviewing for positions outside of the classroom. In one interview, I had to walk through how I would teach teachers how to use this online math game, and while I did okay, I know I didn't perform as well as I could have. I could have been more prepared. In another interview for instructional design, I was asked to describe how I would create a program teaching someone how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I started overthinking it. I mean... If they don't know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, would they be able to use an online resource to teach them how to do that? Or do they live in this world where they know how to read and use online resources, but they just really need detailed instructions on using a butter knife and opening up a bread bag? Anyhow, I totally froze and I couldn't answer like at all. Interviews in general can be intimidating and stressful, but even more so when you're exploring a career you're not as comfortable with. In this episode, I'll share five tips to help you prepare for any upcoming interviews that you have outside of the classroom to help you feel more confident. My very first tip is to prepare your answers in advance and practice them. And this one seems obvious, but I have so many teachers that I've worked with not thoroughly prepare for their interviews and get caught off guard. First, you need to know the role and what it's requiring you to do. I've worked with hiring managers for the past few years to develop my materials and the teacher career coach course, And I've heard stories of teachers who asked in interviews, to be honest, I'm not even really sure what an instructional designer or a project manager or a curriculum specialist does. Can you explain it to me? If you still have questions in your interview, you know, that's fine. But you need to go in proving that you are the type of employee that this company would want to hire and you do your homework. If a question can easily be answered in a Google search prior to coming into an interview, you should do that. You better always do your homework on what the role is that you're applying to. Not just the role, though. Make sure to read the specific job posting multiple times. Don't rely on assumptions based on other positions because each job will have its own unique specifics. For example, some customer success roles have a really strong sales focus, while others are more focused on just building and maintaining customer relationships without any sales. If you can determine the job duties clearly by reading the job posting, you can build your answers to those questions to showcase the qualities you possess that align with this job-specific functions. Sometimes you can look up interview questions in advance using Glassdoor, or reach out to your network or inside the Teacher Career Coach course private community if you're a current course member to hear questions that other people had to answer, You can start preparing your answer using language specific to this particular job and this industry. They have your resume. They clearly know that you're a transitioning teacher, but it is vital that you can show them that you've done the homework and you know what a project manager or instructional designer or educational director does and that you've immersed yourself in this new world. It shows initiative and that you're passionate about the role, which also helps to alleviate some of the nerves of a hiring manager who might be afraid that you're a career hopper and only applying to this particular position to get anything to get out of teaching. While that might be the honest to goodness truth, you really don't want the hiring manager to get that feeling. My next tip is to own your awesomeness. You are qualified and you have accomplishments and it is very likely that you are selling yourself short. So many teachers suffer from low career self-esteem. We've been devalued for so long in our experience and education that we forget how freaking amazing that we are. You have done amazing things, not just your regular teaching duties, but even beyond that. You are extremely well organized. You have juggled managing probably 30-ish clients on a daily basis. You track data and you adjust on a quarterly basis to meet your company's objectives. And you strive for amazing customer relationships. You reach out to your customers or clients on a regular basis and go above and beyond. You know your customers so well that you can probably anticipate problems before they even arise. And you're able to chunk any complex subject into bite-sized pieces to easily train others on it. Those are just a few of your many amazing attributes. I want you to start writing them down and own them and practice telling yourself in the mirror how freaking awesome and accomplished you are. This is difficult and challenging, and we have so much imposter syndrome that we have to overcome, but owning your own awesomeness can help you come in with confidence in that interview. And if this role is inside an education company, leverage your experience as a subject matter expert. You are so valuable in whatever position it is in an education company because you know how their ideal client thinks. You know how to speak to the ideal client and you know how to battle any objections or pain points that their clients may have about their particular product. Number three tip is to always keep it positive. Remember earlier how I said you need to alleviate some of the nerves of hiring managers who may be afraid you're a career hopper? They don't want to think that you are only applying to this position to get out of teaching, and it's a very real possibility that they will. They also might be afraid that you might be the toxic one, and they need to make sure that you're not coming in with a bad attitude. So you cannot bash your last career. You cannot bash your last employer. You need to answer questions about your decision professionally and with optimism about your future in this new role to alleviate any concerns that they may have. You know, there are a lot of different ways that you can do this without raising red flags. I've actually worked with an HR expert in the teacher career coach course who's helped me write different templates. So if you are a course member, I recommend reviewing the interview module to review these. Tip number four is just remember you are a human. It's okay to be nervous. I learned this trick and I have used it a lot on myself. First, if you're feeling nervous, just acknowledge and name your own nerves. So if you feel your heart beating too quickly or you think you're going in super nervous, just think to yourself, I am feeling nervous right now. I am feeling nervous because I don't know what the outcome of this will be or how it will go. But that's okay in less than 30 minutes, I'll know how it went and I'll no longer be nervous and my heart will no longer be racing. Acknowledging your nerves can actually help you calm down some. And inside the interview, if you find yourself stumbling in a question, just stop yourself and say, I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited about this opportunity. I guess I'm a bit nervous. Just let me rephrase that. The interviewer is a human who has also been nervous before. They won't think twice about it, and it may actually help give you some time to give a better answer. The company is looking for the best fit for this role, someone who's qualified and determined and passionate about the company and their mission and this role in general. But they are also looking for a human being that will sit next to them in the office or be in meetings. If you're reciting lines verbatim and you sound like a robot, that's not really someone that they can trust to be a good culture fit. Going back to my peanut butter and jelly story from the beginning, well, I actually landed that instructional design position because I acknowledged, yeesh, I'm trying, but I guess I'm overthinking this question. I'm so sorry. I guess I got a bit nervous. And me and the interviewer were able to laugh about it. The other questions I did well on, and he said he could tell that I was super qualified and able to comfortably acknowledge when I struggled and that I was a good culture fit for the company. They sometimes also will throw in curveball questions like, what would you do if aliens arrived today? Just to see how you answer to determine if you're, you know, a robot or a real human being. And my last tip is just to accept that things might be outside of your control. So don't beat yourself up if you didn't do well. And don't beat yourself up if you didn't end up getting the position, even if you did really well. Some hiring managers may have biases because of one answer or the fact that you're a teacher leaving the position or potentially an age bias. All of these stink and they're also outside of our control. There's nothing that you can do about it but just keep improving and applying until you find a position that's the right fit for you. Just know that you honestly may have been the most qualified candidate for a position. And still not got the job because Jeff from Accounting has a nephew he referred who ended up getting it. You'll never really know the true story, but we always just end up assuming it's because we're the worst. We're the worst candidates and we did terrible even when we thought we did well. The truth is that they picked you to interview. They picked you over who knows how many other people who applied. You made it into the top few candidates, which is awesome and a win in itself. You can control what you learned from this interview, what questions you would improve for the following ones, and how you react to the news that you didn't get the job. Does this no mean that you're going to give up hope altogether? You're just going to quit. Is this the roadblock that makes you give up on your goal of switching careers? Not on my watch if I have anything to say about it. I hear no's all the time, and I wouldn't be where I was today if I wasn't super comfortable failing. So just know that in this process, you are going to hear a lot of no's. It's going to sting, but you have to grow and get comfortable with it and keep moving on because eventually you will hear that one yes, and that's all that it's going to have to take. And a no in itself doesn't really have to be the last word. So if they send you a sorry, we went with another candidate email, don't let no be the answer. Follow up with a thank you so much for this opportunity. I loved meeting you and I'm really passionate about working at this company for reasons X, Y, Z. So if there are any other positions in the future, I'd love to be considered if you feel that I'm qualified. You never know what that one last email could do. So to reiterate, my top five tips are to write your answers down and practice them, own your awesomeness, always keep it positive, remember to be human and accept that things might be out of your control. If you want more interview support to help you with a career transition, I highly recommend signing up for the Teacher Career Coach course. I help walk you through all of the most commonly asked questions like what happened at your last job? Why are you leaving teaching? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And I cover best strategies to stand out and be memorable. Templates for following up and more to help save you time and energy figuring it out if this podcast or the teacher career coach course ended up helping you land a position please let me know dm me on instagram at teacher career coach or email me at support at teachercareercoach.com and share your story so that we can continue to share all of these former teacher paths with the audience thank you so much and i'll see you on the next episode